there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Word to your mother. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Two Cool Moms. I am Joe Gatto. I'm not. <laughs> I'm Steve. Hi, Stevie. Good to see you, buddy. Question for you. Did you yeah. get Did you get gattoed? Did I get gattoed? You texted me today when we got here. You, when you got here, you said, hey, what floor are we on? And I wrote back seven. What, well, what you floor got back to me on? afterwards. We're on the sixth floor. Yes. <laughs> Did and you now go that to you seven? say it, I'm like, I think he thinks it's the seventh, but he's been here before. So... I should know better. Yeah. I should know better, basically, is what, uh, yeah, after after being friends with you for so long, I should know that you're, I should never ask you a question for directions because you'll send me the wrong place. 100%. And then, yeah. Uh, with confidence to tell you where the bathroom is in a restaurant. <laughs> never been to it. Uh, right, yeah. Never asked me someone's name. Right. What's her name? Maria. Definitely her name is Maria. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's absolutely. That's Maria. It's Bill's wife, Maria. I don't know Bill. Don't know Maria. Yeah. <laughs> But you're you're going to um, you get ready to go to Los Angeles for a film premiere. I hope so. You're going. What are you talking about? You hope so. Yeah, I hope to. I hope to go to Los Angeles. Yeah, Christmas with the Campbells. That's right, Christmas with the Campbells. Very excited to see it. A film that um, our good friend Vince Vaughn produced, and yep. our good friend Peter Billingsley produced, and and my good friend Claire directed, which I did not know. Oh, there you go. And, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Claire has done. Uh, Hallmark films in the past. Yeah, that's correct. That's right. Okay, so and our so, good friends Justin Long and Brittany Snow are in it. Yes. So we so, know. I know a lot of people in it, and I didn't get asked <laughs> to do anything with it. Same. Here we yeah. are, just two cool mom in it, My talking two, about other people's successes. <laughs> my, some best friends produced another film that they didn't ask me to be yeah. part of. Yeah. yeah. Some of my childhood heroes. Yeah. Well, here we go. We're here on the sixth floor. The so sixth floor. So did I get you? The sixth did floor. Did I get you a six? <laughs> no, how do you, you how do you operate? Because you ask me a lot of questions that you're just you should know. Like you ask me the address of this place a lot. Every week. <laughs> Every time I fly <laughs> like, in. What's the address again? And so I wasn't gonna do it today. I wasn't gonna do it. So I, I scrolled through uh messages because they delete after 30 days i'm like well it's been about a month and i think it's still got to be on jiggies so i looked on jiggies and now i put it like a, i finally i was like i can use technology so i put the address into the uh into his contact info also now, now you know there. now you'll always be able to find this place now it's there yeah but he's changing offices next week Great. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to the seventh floor seventh floor we're going to the seventh floor. Yeah. yeah um but you're you're yeah so i i mean yeah there there's things i i remember you could give me like remember bruce willis and um what was that movie uh the the monkeys or whatever 13 monkeys 13 monkeys he was like i never forget a number or whatever yeah. and i was i was always like that were you back in the day when you would take somebody's number you could tell it to me once, and I would I would remember somebody's phone number with the area code. I just would always be able to retain Do that. Do you remember your childhood home's phone number? Yeah, four one two four eight seven. Should we call it and see who lives there now? Okay. <laughs> you want to? Yeah. Why okay. not? Block your number though. Oh, star yeah, six nine. Star six seven. Ooh. Ask for your mom. Ask for your mom. Okay. <laughs> oh no. Oh, you can buy it back. It could become your cell phone number. Well, you know what? It's funny. I, I did a show in Pittsburgh about a year ago, and a woman came up to me, and she says, hi, Steve Byrne. I go, yeah. If this is your child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, she goes, I want to show you something. I go, okay. So she pulls out her license, and shows. she goes, look at the address. It's and it was free Hidden Pond Drive. It's where I lived 
growing up in uh, in in Pittsburgh. Oh my so it was, it was pretty wild. She's like, you should stop by sometime. Like, I yeah, and she was there with her her kids or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so awesome. Oh, that would be so cool. I've never showed up, but I did drive past it because I'd rented a car and I drove past. And just like when I was growing up, they had a street hockey net right at the top, and I was like. Yeah, it's still so awesome. That's yeah. really cool. I can't believe you get out and play on your old street. <laughs> um, did you uh, have you ever gone back to your childhood? My my house got knocked down, and they put houses on the lot. So they built seven houses where my house was, like these little like townhouse condo things, right, right. on the corner lot of mine. So we were the last people that were there. But I still think there's dogs buried in the back so we had a dog we buried one of our dogs in the back and there was like they they left the yard which was very odd and you still see the cross that we made Shut that was, i swear to god that was no. up there not now this is like after i went to see it so we're talking yeah 19 my father died five so 90 1996 this is okay they, so the contractor built knocked down the houses uh contractor knocked down the house and then we I went there like ninety eight or whatever right. when they were just like finishing up and they still had the like the bushes up with the cross like in the back and I was like did they not wow Shit. really yeah so but but it's probably gone now yeah nobody lived in my lived in that house did you pay your respects I did you did I knelt down yeah I did so my 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 grandfather bought the house on a whim he drove by it mm -hmm. this is he had tomato money. My grandfather, he had the Mottos Tomatoes Brothers Incorporated money. Please explain this. Wait, didn't he? You he invented, invented the, the tomato, the tomato sorting? sorting machine? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he had that tomato money. Yeah. So, but it was all cash. He was, you know, Sicilian. You know, so, uh, so it was, he was running the show there, and he walked into. My grandmother grew up in Camden, New Jersey, in a big yard, and this house reminded her of that. Right. And she didn't even see the inside. She said, I want that house. So my grandfather knocked on the front door and bought no, it. I swear to God, I bought it for like $10,000 cash. Like so my Bugsy, wife, that movie with Warren Beatty where he yeah. drives past? Wow, that's Because crazy. my wife wants to live here. So they hadn't even seen the inside of the house. They went inside his complete shithole. Like the, so he had to renovate like the whole thing, whatever. And my grandmother actually started crying. She's like, "What have I done? I'm so sorry." And he's like, "Don't worry, we'll fix it up." So he did that. Wait, so he literally just knocked on the door, said, "I want to buy it." The pre people working there, like, said, yeah. live there, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, he said ten thousand dollars cash or whatever he said, or you know, whatever it was, fifty thousand dollars cash, whatever it was, and he gave it to him. But and he didn't lived. think to go inside and kick the tires no, at all. That's or... where they wanted to live. Yeah, that's it. So. okay. But my grandfather was like a fixer-upper guy. Him and my uncles, they could oh, like just, do work. just like you, just he like me. Family, same, yeah. yeah, yeah. My favorite tool is the yellow pages. <laughs> 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 so, uh, <laughs> so they, uh, so when they bought it from this family that mm. had built the house. Right. So then my grandparents lived there with my mom. My mom was, I think, nine or ten when she moved in it, and then my parents bought it from them. And no then we way. grew up in it, and then it got knocked down. So for like two thirds of this thing's life was wow, our family, that's crazy. which is crazy. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. So we knocked it. Well, I like kind of. It is a shame, but it's also kind of like nobody else got to live there, which is kind of cool. Yeah. You know. So I burnt it down. I mean, they knocked <laughs> it down. Uh, yeah. So that that was that was that was pretty cool to have like that experience. But my house was the first to go on the block when they started renovating all of that Staten Island. And right. my neighbor's house, Jason Joseph, he had this big house, and they were like the last to sell. So there's all these new houses up, and then Jason's like dilapidated house, like in the middle of it. Oh, still there? Wow. Holding, and, holding and what is the? Are, are the homes bigger and nicer? Or is no, no, still... they're just like the townhouse setup, like that Staten oh, Island has turned it, into. It. You know, okay. it's like a, yeah. everybody's got shared walls. You know, that kind right. of thing. It's nice to go back to Section Eight when you. I do. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I live in the hood, man. Mariners yeah. Harbor, the Harbor Boys. Don't mess with them, babe. Jason Gordon brought a Glock to my backyard. <laughs> I let him win that basketball game. Um, I, I do want to say uh, the new hours out now on Amazon Prime. Whose hour? Um, 
Only one of us has an hour. <laughs> Yours. Uh, that's on. Very good. That's on. You, have a fifth hour. you make a lot more money doing your hour um, currently. But uh, the, you were very helpful in directing this and overseeing it. And I just want to say this thank you. This is the again. best comedy special ever that ever has come out. Ever. And, and people need to say it. Yes. It is called The Last Late Night with Steve Byrne. Yes. It's available on Amazon Prime. It is. And if you are a fan of this podcast, any podcast, if you're a fan of words, actually, if you if you speak. And you air. Should, and air. You, if yeah. you breathe, you should watch it yeah. because it's for you. Um, if you're a I, mouth breather, was, you'll love it. Yeah. I was very proud of multiple things with this project for you. First of all, you are a very- Thank you. And I also wanted to mention, uh, you you are very uh, meticulous in your presentation of what you know is going to be a project that's going to reflect you. Right. And I was very taken back on how serious you were about it and also how important it was to you and how much you cared about it. It didn't feel like you were just churning out, oh, it's time to do another hour. Sure. It felt like, um, oh, this is going to be something that I'm going to be proud of. And I think... Working with you through that process, it made me step up my game as the director to be like, I want to make sure that I'm helping him attain his vision of something that was good. And I, I was very proud to watch you take that stage. I've seen you perform a lot. Sure. I've seen you do your stuff. I've watched Steve, your other specials. Steve, be nice to them. Steve, be nice. <laughs> Steve, be nice. Those are my words to Steve before he walks out. Never listens. Um, but I, I've always seen your stuff, and I felt this thing has, you know, it just had, it has heart. It has, it's funny as hell. It has heart and is a great story. And you really get, to, you really open up in a way that you haven't in your other specials, which I really enjoyed. Oh, thank you. So I, I, I am excited well, that to be able to attention to detail, I think, that I put to the special, I, I, I tried to bring to Two Cool Moms as well. Uh, uh, the, the decor, mm -hmm. the color palettes. Mm -hmm. The design that you did. Oh, no, I did that. You, you did that. Yeah, there's, when you, you shot. No, yep. yep no, and Jiggy you did. This, and and this. you did. Yep, yep. yep. So, but you did get, oh, you forgot uh, to get the questions. And the I had questions, to post yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you fly here and you think that's enough. So that's good. <laughs> Uh, no, but, but I'm, I I'm proud of it. I'm excited for people to see it, and I want to make sure that people, you know, give it the love. And please, please do because uh, you know you deserve it. It's great, and uh, I want to hear what people have to say. Yeah, I do too. I, I'm, you know, that's the thing with these things, and we were discussing it before we went on air. That just like you, you film these things, and so much work and investment goes into them, and then you forget. It's like, oh yeah, now. I hope people like it. Yeah. Now I hope. Are you nervous for people to see it? What's your what's your what's your vibe? I'm excited for people to see it because I think because the concept is so unique and different. And again, it's the, you know it's the late night talk show. Um, so it's an hour special that takes place on the set of a late night talk show. And talk shows are really three styles of writing. It's one liners that's your monologue, panel storytelling, traditional stand up at the end. So I remember when I first came up with the concept. Um, it got rejected. Nobody wanted it. Yeah, I, I I think really nobody wanted me at the time because we all go up and down and up and yeah. down and and at the time my stock was pretty low and and it just everybody just said no why and I think some people thought it was a gimmick and I just I don't know I just I just didn't give up on it you know I was like it's got to work yeah. somebody's got to give me an opportunity and. I was getting to the point where I was going to self-finance it on my own, and I was gearing up to film it in Phoenix, and I was working out a door deal with the guys at Stand Up Live so that I could take the money from the door deal and infuse it into the uh, into the product, right. and that's what I was going to do. I was going to do it on the stage at, at uh, Stand Up Live, and then 
I took a Hail Mary and invited my friend Ryan from Amazon to come out and see it. He saw it, and he came backstage. He said, I love it. This is bold. He said bold like six times. And I was like, I hope bold means you're going to fucking buy it. Does bold mean shut all, or what does that sound like? Great. So he he signed on board, and and then when I – when I knew it was going to actually happen, we had started working together, and I know how attentive you are to detail and how good you are with production. And I thought, well, you know, I, I think it's so funny sometimes when comics are like, yeah, Chris Rock's directing my special or so-and-so's directing my... It's like, okay, yeah, that's... Anybody could direct a special. My mom could direct a comedy special, honestly. You just put six cameras on, on stilts, yeah. on, on pegs, and you just say action. <laughs> and then... They're all recording it, and then it's like you go and edit it. <laughs> yeah. But this had, this was different. There was a lot of production value in this. There was a, a lot of, um, it, it's not a typical, stereotypical stand-up special. Right. There, there was a lot of moving parts to this, and so there was a lot of decisions. Live band? Like, right, live yeah. Band. Like a lot of decisions too. to be made creatively, creatively, and you came in and you had great ideas out of the gates. You were, honestly, you were the first person I met other than me that got it the minute I said it. Mm. There, there's still some people like, even when they, after taping afterwards, I heard it like seven times. Yeah, you kept explaining it to me. I never understood until I saw, saw it. Saw it, right. And I was right. like, I don't understand how you can't see it. <laughs> but even even the production company, uh, yeah. Brian Volkweiss and Cisco, they both said it to me. Yeah. And they produced it. Yeah, and yeah. They, they go, I didn't know what it was gonna be until we did it. I was like, it's crazy, but you were the one, you got it right away. And instantly, you're generating ideas, gener- generating like creative thoughts of transitions and what to do and all that stuff. And I just, I just knew I was in good hands because I, I think if you had the typical like stand-up director, or even a director, I, I, I think that I don't think it would have come out as as great as it did. So I, I thank yeah. you very much for that. Oh, of course, buddy. Appreciate, it, buddy. Okay. I can't wait to do the next one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see yours. I mean, you are. Now it's that you've called the first morning show. <laughs> <laughs> now that you did that and you've had the experience with that and honestly within a year's time it's basically been a year you've been on the road. Yeah. Um you have a bona fide truly great engaging entertaining hour. You could I mean based off of everything I've seen you're not doing these in clubs. You're doing them in theaters. I mean, that's that's another mark of like an achievement. It's harder to do that. It's uh, it's harder to sustain attention for sixty minutes yeah. in a theater environment than it is in a club. Clubs a lot more intimate. So again, another testament. But but is that something that's on the radar? Well, it wasn't until I when I did yours. I was like, oh, this could be fun. And then yeah. no, now being now having the hour and realizing the content is there and it's really strong and I'm really proud of it, it's yeah. different. Because like in the beginning, I was like, okay, I'm doing this, let me figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is really fun, this is funny. And then when I found two or three new chunks to put in that really were different and right. I felt like were, were good, and then once I stepped up to the theaters, and so I think ultimately, yeah, I think I would do it because I want this to live on, right? Yeah, I want course, it to live yeah. on, I want it to go. I, I don't know where I would do put or whatever, but I would just, I would want this, I work so hard on this, you don't want just, because if you don't do it anymore, it's gone, right? Like if you yeah. put, at least you get it on tape, it's like okay, it's here. It is. I can mm-hmm. give my kids the DVD to bury me with, <laughs> right? Fucking grim. You know what? That that is uh, that's bold. That's true. That Remo bold. asked me yesterday, "When am I going to die?" No, I said, mm, no, "You don't never know, pal." He goes, "You never do, Dad." <laughs> <laughs> He's five. 
Jesus, as he's stirring your coffee. It's like, you never know. <laughs> clang, clang, Slip, clang, clang. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm not going to bed early, bitch. Well, yeah, all right. Exciting. Thank you, son. Um, <laughs> no, well, congratulations. I'm very excited for it. And it's, thank you, a, it's a big achievement. And, uh, yeah, you know, a fifth hour. Not Many comics don't even get one. Well, it, it's funny because now is the classic conundrum, right? Is, okay, you put it out there in the world, and it's like, okay, they're going to start coming to see you. So now what? And so that's the that's the thing that's so frustrating is like, I want to start writing again, but then you're sitting there looking at a blank notebook going, okay, well, if I'm going to write, at least for me, I need to know what I'm writing about. Like, what is the backbone? What am I driving towards? What's, what is the structure Got of this it, next yeah. one, you know? Everybody and, has their own process, though. You'll get there. You did it five times already. I know, but it's still, it's, right. it's still like every time I, it, it's funny because I, I, I feel like I I I don't know what I'm doing. You know, yeah. when you're starting over again, it's like, what do I do? And then I I was flying here today, and I was thinking about. It. I was like, what if I just did another episode of a, of the talk show? Just I, I I I mean, it's such a fun format. Yeah. I was thinking, wow, I could do another round of it. You know, because um, yeah. I have all these stories that have actually happened, like really happened. I mean, so much you know, stuff you said here. Too is so entertaining. Yeah, we'll you know see. I, I mean? don't know. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll think about that. But um, but uh, yeah, I can't wait to see yours. I think it'd be Great. whatever you're gonna do. It's gonna be really, really well done. You're just trying to direct it. No, I'm not. No, <laughs> I think I honestly think you could you could self direct your own. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll see what it is. I think day of you, you once you once you're going. I mean, your yeah. cameras are going. Cameras are going. Yeah. yeah, not like you need a yeah. You know, whatever. I'm but, excited for Jiggies. Yeah, I'm gonna direct. I'm gonna direct Jiggies. From he doesn't kid. know it yet. He doesn't. Yeah, he didn't ask me. Doesn't know it, but I'm gonna direct Jiggies. Well, now he's sitting there going, "Fuck, I got to come up with another thirty minutes." <laughs> oh no, he's like one hour. Yeah, <laughs> in what time zone? <laughs> what would what would Jiggies backdrop be? Let me ask you. Okay. Then I'll have an idea, and then I w let's ask Jiggy I, what is. I would. I think he'd be most comfortable if it was a baseball field. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Called first pitch with Jiggy. First pitch. Yeah. Because it's his first special, right? There you go. Yeah. If we do it in a dugout, I only need nine people. To <laughs> I'm just thinking about capacities. I was thinking, you know, he he's he's done so much online in the food space. Yeah, of course, kitchen. Yeah, I was thinking he could film it in the food truck. Ah, with four other people. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> just put two. <laughs> you cut. You cut already the capacity in half. <laughs> you got some nine to four. We have such faith in you, Jay. Mine no. is just in front of my roommate. <laughs> it's like you're talking to Rhea. <laughs> yeah, just me and Rhea. That's Jiggy's <laughs> special will be called. Look, I actually smile. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I when I first came out, I brought my camera and I was taking pictures, and I was like, when is this dude gonna smile? Yeah, it was crazy. And then every now and then he does, and he. He gets it. He gets, he gets a little but he's always friendly. smiling off stage. He's a friend, one of the friendliest guys I know. Yeah, and then on stage he looks like a Dahmer victim, <laughs> like... or or Dahmer. <laughs> uh, all right, should we get into it? Let's get into some. Let's get into helping some people. All right, so just just for the record, last late night airing now Amazon Prime free for Prime members. Thank you, Joe. Uh, okay, here we go. Thank Here's you, Steve, the... for giving the people one hour to laugh. Yeah, we're it, making the world laugh one hour at a time, or forty-five minutes at a time. If you're watching this two cool month, podcast. okay. Here we go. You ready? This is coming to us from Celeste. Very excited about this one. Hmm. Uh, okay, th there's three, so we could hit each one of these. They're, okay, they're, they're quick hits. Ready? Go. Weirdest pet peeve. 
Where does pet peeve? Weirdest, your weirdest oh, we- pet peeve. Oh, I said, where does? Weirdest pet peeve. Where does uh, pet peeve? I don't know. I don't know where pet Apparently, peeves. My, where do my pet peeves? Where does where does pet peeve? It's buried in Staten Island. <laughs> oh, peeve. Rest in peace. Uh, rest in peeve. Um, my big my biggest pet peeve. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say is when people eat loudly. Yeah. In a closed space. That. Yeah. If people like are smacking. Yeah, like or you know or <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that in my yeah. life. <laughs> But you're from uh, Sunday's big Italian family. You think you might be used to that? But or? it's never quiet at the table. Yeah. You know, if you somebody just is all if they're not talking. You're never you know quiet at the table, Joe. What I are know. you talking about? I know. So, but I know. But, but you want it quiet? No, the- I don't want it quiet at the table. I mean, if you're quietly eating at the table with somebody and you're just hearing. <laughs> and the way they eat and they pull the fork up to their face yeah. and the way they eat a chip out of a bag and they look at it and eat one at a time I'm not looking at anybody in particular but I can't stand the way fucking Jiggy eats and it drives me crazy no. it drives me insane I've never known Jiggy to be a loud eater no just a slow weird eater like watch him I slow swear to god weird. he eats like a bag of chips like yeah. I, I yelled at him a lot because yeah. he, he first of all my, here's my biggest pet peeve and it's Jiggy and he's, he knows it. he just knows what he does then. no no yeah. because I just yeah. yelled at him about it yeah it's when you don't do a pour out of a bag you do a whole contamination with your hand like if you're sharing a bag of chips or a bag of oh, cookies or whatever or a bag of m&ms when you just send it in like like you're playing the fucking claw game <laughs> at the at the boardwalk trying to get yourself some fucking get your steamy mitts doing. all over it that's yeah what he's doing. he drops his claw and like he's sitting to pull from the toy chips story. out and put it on a plate yeah and then he just and no and right into the mouth hole and then right back in no beat but still dribble <laughs> but there is chips our chips. If we're on the car or we share, who doesn't share chips? First of all, they're his chips. If you have a bag of chips, I'm eating them. If you open up a bag of M&Ms, I'm fucking in there. I'm the third M. It's M&Ms and me. M&M and M. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. Because when you do go eat with Biggest Joe. Biggest pet peeve. That's okay. But what are you doing when you're in the car? You're, what, are you supposed to pour into a bowl? No, you're supposed to pour into the hand. You know I, what no you one do. does that. You no know one what you does do. That. No one does that. Yeah. In a car, you pour yeah. into your hand. <laughs> nah, you're be, not driving. There'd be so much debris. <laughs> yeah. Who would do that? If you, any human. That no, has, no. 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 Like a, even like a British aristocrat wouldn't. <laughs> let me pour my chips into my hand, please. It's no, British. British yeah. And why leave them with the pinky out? What are you doing? British people, first of all, don't share food, and it's known. <laughs> That's a sharing type of people. Okay. That's why we had to fight for independence. <laughs> I do. I I okay. do. I do the out of the bag. If you're taking, yeah. hey, can I get some of them? This is hey, can I get some of them? That's right. the difference. You out of the bag. You pour into the hand and you pop an M M&M. and M. If you're eating M and M's out of the bag, what do you do? You do a dig or you do a dump? I do a dig. You're they're a, my M and M's. No, they're some... mine. I bought them. It's okay. for me. Are you gonna... I don't buy M and M's expecting, you know, <laughs> right. you to be around the corner going. You have never offered me an M&M when you're eating them. You always have. I'm you're sure a sharer. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So now you're inviting me also to your Jeremy Fingers. Here's where, uh, with gum, Got if it. I have gum, yes, get your own. Gum's wrapped. Who's sure. rolling around with a thing of balls? You don't want hot gum? You don't want hot gum? I don't want hot gum. Oh, no. seated on uh, gum, another pet peeve. A what? Gum in the back pocket. Exactly. Oh, God. Yeah. A hot gum is the worst <laughs> thing to put in your mouth. A hot gum? A hot a bubble in the oh, pocket. Oh, yeah. bubba. Oh, a hot bubba? Forget <laughs> it. Nobody wants a hot bubba in their mouth. Oh, oh, God. Double mint twin it. Oh. Okay, okay, Juicy okay. fruit, it's going to move you. Oh, right to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the worst. Hot red. 
Ugh. Big red, big, big reds, reds are good. One. Hate a big. Hate you don't a big like red. a big. I don't red? like a cinnamon. That's a cinnamon explosion like in your mouth red. hole. Not I like a big red. Yeah, big red. Out of the juicy fruit, Wrigley spearmint or big red. You go big red. The big top red, three. Yeah. You go big red. Yeah, juicy, go juicy fruit. fruit. Juicy fruit's great for three seconds. The best three seconds you'll ever have. Hey, oh wait, you didn't give a pet peeve though. Uh my my weirdest pet peeve. I don't know what it is. I don't know where it comes from. I've thought about it. If I get soap underneath my fingernails, it makes me oh well. I like a hand, it, like a bar soap. If yeah, you're using if a bar I soap. go get the ivory or something, yep. in my, and I, and I get a little, even if I'm picking it and it's wet or something, I get soap underneath under, under my fingernails. I get like I just get the heebie-jeebies. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. So I have to, I have to pick it up the right way. It's a weird feeling. Like oh, let's go. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Something must have happened in a past life or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But, um. Oh. Hot Bubba. All right. Hot Bubba. Okay. Here's the next question. What's for dinner tonight? What's for dinner for you? Tonight I'm getting taken out to dinner by my friend James Murray. Ooh, He's taking me to an Italian place and around the coast. Details. And it's at, well, I'm hoping to get to second base. Where are we? Um, we're going to a place right around the corner from here. Balapo, Balapi. <laughs> it's an Italian can't place. Can't be the name. Balapo. Balapi is a great name for it. Blimpy's is the worst name for anything. Food product. Yeah. Blimpy sandwich. Yeah. Blimpy. Blimpy. What I e they did it to be fun. You don't have the Blimpies? You never. You don't have Blimpies. You had Blimpies. Oh, it's after a. Bl- oh, okay. That yeah. makes sense now. No, Blimpy, yeah, there's, there's Subway put them under. Subway and Quiznos. Massive food poisoning ones for my last Blimpies. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Aren't they, aren't they named after Popeye's friend, Blimpy? Isn't that his name? Popeye's friend who always ate? I'll I'll pay, gladly pay you. No, Bruto, he's a bad Wimpy. guy. That's Wimpy. Wimpy, Wimpy. always wanted Wimpy. Uh, I'll, pay, I'll gladly pay you for a hamburger today yeah. for a hamburger, right? Yeah. I think the Blimpies, because they, they look like a blimp. The, the yeah. sub yeah. look like a blimp. I'm a dipshit. Yep. I didn't put that together. You got it. Well, there you go. So, uh, all right, soap under the fingernails. Gross. Okay. <laughs> What's the second? Last question. That's a good question. It's the last for the first one. What's for dinner? Um, okay, ready? Who was your childhood crush? I had a couple. I Who was a... your first? Uh, sorry, I'm going to. The I, actual I, I, first. I go to celebrity. You going to celebrity or you going to people? People in your life. I would say, I would say, well, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, because right? everybody's childhood goes, crush. Okay, my so childhood crush. Your... Daniel Kennedy for sure was my childhood crush in school. In school. In school. Daniel. And what was Kennedy. it about Daniel Kennedy? She was just gorgeous. Yeah. She just hit me, hit me right. She had beautiful brunette hair. She was sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice tan skin. Beautiful, beautiful. And yeah. and and who did Daniel Kennedy become? She even was the one I school. got the bloody nose on. I bloody sneezed on at our date. Remember I told you that story? Yeah. It wasn't even a date, one? I think. Yeah, we went to the movies as a group. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, that's Have you seen one. her on Facebook or anything? Yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah, she, yeah. yeah. yeah she, I, think, I think they... Uh... <laughs> that's that's who came up when you put Danielle Kennedy. That's her now. That's hysterical. That's a face you see when the lightning bolt strikes and they're standing <laughs> in front of your bed like that at three in the morning. That's a scary Danielle Kennedy. Uh, that was my childhood. Uh, actually, you know what? That's that's actually kind of a lie. It was probably Christine Cordani. Christine Cordani. Christine Cordani. And what was it about Christine Cordani? Christine Cordani was just a. She was a basketball player. She played basketball. Athletic. Athletic. Like it. Uh, super sweet. Mm-hmm. Super sweet as well. There's just something about Christine Cordani. I gave her my tie when we graduated eighth grade. So we all had to wear eighth grade, uh, our eighth grade, um, you know, ties in St. Adalbert's. And then the, the boys, when they graduated, they gave their tie to who they liked. See in the big leagues. That's it. Yeah. And I never talked to her again. Never talked to her? What, have you heard through the grapevine what she's up to? They all know of me and about me because yeah. of just because it was a tight knit community in Staten Island. Yeah. Sure. I think I've bumped into people here and there. 
Um, one of my good girlfriends in, in that group, her name was Tracy. She lived, actually ended up living with her boyfriend on the same block as me and my mother. Oh, really? I was living in my mother's basement. She was renting somebody else's basement um, with her and her boyfriend uh, at the time. And then, uh, yeah, so I, you know, I, I kept in touch a little bit with them. But through Facebook, people have seen where I'm at. I think they're all friends and follow me sure, still yeah, on Facebook yeah. and whatnot. But I don't really talk to any of them. Yeah. So those would be my, those would be probably, yeah, definitely Christine Cordani. Yeah. How about you? Uh, Amy Runyon. Oh. Amy Runyon. I think I was like. The Canyon? What? Oh, well, yeah. 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 I, I think it was spelled like you that. You didn't put Runyon Canyon together? That, that threw <laughs> it took you for me a second. It's been a, <laughs> trust me, I'm trying to block Los Angeles out of my mind. Got it, got it. Um, so Amy Runyon. Amy okay. Runyon. What was it about Amy? Uh, just, I, I don't know. It was like she's, she had this great smile, yep. and we were at church camp. This must Hot. be like six or seven grade. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a Runyon at a... Church camp. And... What the hell is church camp? You never went to church camp? Never. Everybody from your church goes to camp, like a, a camp for so like a weekend camp. or whatever. Yeah, I went to camp. <laughs> they call it church camp. Yeah, wow. but uh, very little Jesus involved. Really? He never showed up. No, never yeah, did. It was kind of a bummer. He showed up on the third day. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember we we went into school, uh, and I let I let her borrow my Def Leppard cassette awesome. tape. Oh, that's amazing. And we were in Spanish class, and she listened to like an earbud, and I listened. You to did earbud. a share ski. That's, we did that's, a share ski. That's the modern lady in the tramp. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> modern lady, and, yeah. and uh, and that was it. That was it. That, that's as far as it went. We shared, we shared earbuds. Yeah, I never, yeah. I never, I never took it further than giving a tie or giving a bloody nose sneeze onto a girl. Not <laughs> of my two crushes. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Um. But that was uh. Yeah, that was her, and I, I think she. I think she got a, yeah, she got married, just like most girls People. do. Yeah. At some at some point, yeah. They met a boy. Was it? Yeah, met yeah. a boy, had intercourse, popped out one or two. She probably never thought about me ever. Well, I heard that she named her first kid Steve. No relation, just. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you, you son of a bitch! You're gutting me. This is coming to us from. Okay, this is interesting. Celeste did great. Round for Celeste. That was great three questions, Celeste. Great three questions. It is from Grace. Uh, quick question for Joe and Steve. If you do this too, when at your shows, do you ever go up to the balcony just to see what everyone else sees? We just did it. From below. Yeah. We just did it. Where was that? Was we in, choose less uh, expensive seats for the Palace Theater at Joe's show. Oh, so, okay. Um, yeah. We just did it at uh, in Elkhart, Indiana, was that? Yeah. Gorgeous theater. Gorgeous. That was gorgeous. Uh, yeah, very surprising to me. So so cool, and we actually got to stand up and look at it from the top. And I always like the first thing I do is when I stand on stage, I look to see where the back. If I mm -hmm. could see the back, so you know how far you have sure. to project to connect and whatnot. And I talk to the I talk to the balcony as much as I do the orchestra. A lot of people when they play kind of down here, but I I love looking up. Look at yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think I I do do that pretty often actually. Yeah, because we get there earlier. You know, we get there. Yeah, you you always get there early. You, you like to you walk. Don't. You don't. If the show, if I'm on at eight fifteen, I like to show up at eight fourteen. 
I don't like to putz around. I like to just dip in, do it. I, I don't like waiting around. Sometimes you don't even do it for as long as you're supposed to. <laughs> that's, my, that's my favorite story about you, is when you open for Colin Jost. I came to see you. Me and Jiggy came to see you open for Colin. And Colin, they had like five openers, and they were like, he's like, just do 10 minutes. You're like, fine. Or do 15 minutes, right, or whatever 15, you're doing. Yeah. Do 15. Do 15. He said, fine, because he had a bunch of people opening for him. So you're like, fine, I'll do 15. And then the person who was running his the, the whole night for him, his tour manager, was like okay steve's up and then she was saying who was next or whatever and colin you were opening right before colin and uh right before somebody going before colin and i said <laughs> they said you asked for a light because you weren't sure about the time you had just landed you yeah. literally were getting in your suit as the first the person before you was closing That's right up. i rushed there yeah so you rushed there you got in you had hit traffic and because it, it's new york of course it's new jersey and then you got on stage and you said all right just give me a light because you were a little you're like so i know i frazzled, have to wrap yeah. up a little frazzled and the way that the theater was set up is in the top right corner, there was a sound technician who had a TV monitor, like a computer monitor yeah. that was looking at all of it, and the monitor was bright. And it was in the same direction where you would be getting the light. Yeah. And you're doing your thing, you're doing your cry work, you're crushing, you're having a good time, you're up there for three minutes. <laughs> and the guy, like, drops something, and he bends down to get to get the whatever he had dropped and he it exposes the, the monitor light, yeah. which is bright and you I see you look up and catch it out of the corner of your eye and he stood back up so you thought it was the light yeah. and you went directly into your closer <laughs> which is a two and a half minute joke I know it because I've heard it often and I was like I was like Oh shit! He think he, got, he thinks he got the light, and I'm right. on stage with the tour manager, and, he, and and I said, "Oh, I said he's wrapping up." And she looks at her clock. He's like, "She's like, he's been on four and a half minutes." I said, "He thinks he got the light," and she goes, "No, that's impossible." I said, "No, that's what's happening." And she was like, "Ah!" Oh, and she ran to go find the next person, who I believe was in the bathroom, to come yeah. to get because you're about. Yeah. And then she was like coming to get him, and you're comes. She comes back, and she's like in full sweat. You're like, "All right, guys, you're ready to keep the show going." And she's like, "Ah!" And she's like on the walkie. Yeah. It was so funny. Well, that happened uh, with us this past weekend where I got off, I think, a little earlier because I said, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. I'll end on this. I'm you go, literally okay. ironing my shirt. It was only me and you. It was a two-man show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm literally ironing my shirt in the mm -hmm. green room, and I hear... You say, you guys ready to keep the show going? And I was like, this mother, you told me you were doing, I watched you do your yeah, joke. But I was at, I was at, uh, I think I was at 20 or whatever it is. Like right. if I'm doing 20, I'm, I'm, I'm at the 20 minute mark. I'm like, I got to get off stage because I don't want to go over because some people are just particular. Like I'd be particular, you know, yeah. if somebody's going over, like if you say you're doing 20 and then you do 24, 25, I'd be like, ah, oh, okay. But if if I'm if I say I'm doing if you you know you're the you say hey do twenty I'm doing twenty yeah like and so I want to be respectful to that dismount and and even though I I, I was like man the, but the crowd was great they were the great you were crushing so like I don't mind you if you go an extra three minutes if they're doing well yeah don't stand there if you're sucking get out of well I know stage. but you know what I mean though right I'm I for sure so I didn't want to I I just, but if we didn't have the conversation when you told me because I watched you were doing a bit a new bit that I wanted to see before yeah. that so I watched sure. that bit I was like okay that did great and then I left to go iron my shirt because I figured I was okay I have time now I was in my undershirt sure <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I was sitting there iron and you were supposed to do that last bit and you were introducing me and all I hear is Zach one of our the the guy oh, who works for us he's like Joe he's running Joe Joe running looking the minute for me. you hear hello beautiful you're like oh motherfucker I gotta win again let's go yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah that was that was funny with Colin even Colin he's like whoa okay <laughs> that's like thanks oh, for coming <laughs> oops <laughs> 
I'll give you the friend discount. Don't worry yeah, about there it. You go. Uh, okay, this is coming to us from Rachel. Hi, Steve. I met Joe at a show in Greensboro, the one where he brought a baby up on stage. And he told me to send you this photo to remind you all to answer my awesome question. So do you remember this young lady? I remember the lady. Okay. Yes. That's her picture. There we go. Yes, I met her at the meeting. Okay, this is the yes. reminder. Yes, yes. Question is, how do you face your greatest fear? Love you, mommies. Thanks again to Joe for all the laughs. That wasn't the question she asked me. How do you face your greatest fear? Scroll up. What was the question she asked before that? Is that what she asked? That's it. Because she told me a different question. And I said, oh, that question's awesome. That wasn't the question. That, that, that was the question. You think I'm making it up? No, I'm That's messing the question. with you. I'm messing with you. Uh, <laughs> are, you <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> Fucking asshole. Uh, I got to go to the seventh floor. <laughs> how do you face your greatest fear? I thought it was very good because I like sometimes when we could give advice. Sure. And I feel like uh, fear freezes a lot of people. I've seen it. I've lived it. Mm-hmm. I've seen it more than I've lived it. I try to fight through the fear, but I've also seen it as a parent with my daughter and my son. Mm-hmm. But... I think fear is the is an immobilizer. Sure. And it doesn't only stop you from growing or doing things, but it also affect it could affect a full like life path. Mm-hmm. I think fear is the single most probably besides regret. Right. I think fear is the biggest immobilizer to personal growth. I don't yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. When you put it in the context like that, it's yeah. such a smart way to break it down. Yeah. Um when I hear fear, I just start thinking of horror films. Because <laughs> you had like a great, but but I agree. I, I think, you know, it, it's fearful to, you know, like being in the industry we're in, there's so much to fear. Yeah. Like there truly is. Like if you if you wrote down all the speed bumps, the road bumps, the yep. the doors that are going to, the, the constant rejection, 100%. like- it's just the like, landmines that are just all over, yeah. Uh, Nobody would take a step. Everybody's greatest fear, it's ranked higher than death. Yeah, it's public, it's public speaking, speaking, right? And that's what we do. It's what we do for a living. And 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 via public speaking, we make a living doing this, you know? Some and better then than also, others. <laughs> then also fear to fail, which you sure. fail to make somebody laugh, right? So that's that's right, right? You're publicly speaking with a fear to fail from making people laugh. And everyone is looking at you. Well, right? so it's like everything wrapped together, right? I, I don't think people realize the the most common attribute to being a comedian is failure. Yeah, you're taking things on a daily or nightly basis, right? Things you scribbled on a notepad or on a napkin, or you just remembered it on your phone. You you bring it to the stage. At or night. you're also trying it in the moment. Trying it in the moment. Nine times out of ten, it's going to fail. Yeah. The one time out of ten, that's what keeps you going, right? Yeah. So. I think stand-up comedy is the ultimate lesson in failure. I mean, it could be attributed to so many professions, but just because of what we do, do, um, I I just think it's more. this job is more about failure than anything. I mean, when you watch an hour special, you're seeing the one thing that worked. You're you're not seeing the nine things that didn't work. And so that's why it takes a long time. You're watching the 60 minutes that worked. Not the 180 minutes that didn't. <laughs> did, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the that's the right way to put it. I, yeah. So I think it's um, I think if anybody understands or appreciates, or it, 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 you know doesn't mind giving a warm embrace to failure, it, it's anybody that that does this for a living. Yeah, for sure. And but I think fear, what about you think about fear it? when you think about fear just in general, right? And and in your life now, take it away from comedy, but just think about how you've conquered things 
fear of commitment, right? To sure. get married, that like fear of fatherhood, one. fear yeah. of like any of that stuff, like f- fear of not knowing what you're doing. Like I remember that being a big thing for me about like when you're. Uh, when you, when you became a parent, right? Because mm-hmm. on paper it's like, oh, you know, and then you realize nobody knows what they're doing, and then it's like, oh, but now you have you have to do it. Like you yeah. have to, you're responsible for these humans, not only in a monetary thing, yeah. which was a sidetrack for me, where I thought, oh, as long as I provide monetarily, I'm doing all right, which is wrong, right. wrong way to think about it. Um, then it's like, oh, now you have to help mold these children, and then you have mm-hmm. a fear of like, oh, I don't want to fail them. Like even this morning with Remo, like I got upset about something with him, and he got really upset, and I was like, I shouldn't have got that upset. And I know I'm not going to see him sure. for like five days. And I'm like, oh, why did it? Like, that was like the last thing I was doing. But you had to have that failure. Yes. It's almost like success is like a, is like a graduation of failures, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got to, you've got to get your teeth kicked in. You got to trip, you got to fall, 100%. you got to get hammered and all these things. And the key is if you don't learn from those failures, then you'll never get to those successes. Yep. Then, then you're just caught up in the definition of insanity, which is yep. doing the same thing over and over again, expecting, expecting a different, different outcome. So yeah. yeah. So I, I think, uh, I think it's it's important to your point at the beginning to go back full circle. Is um, is is I think sometimes people just think too much. Yeah. And you're almost creating like a checklist of reasons to not do it, but it's like. You know, so many times you hear people, well, I'm going to have kids at the right time or, you know, I'm going to move to New York at the right time. It's just like, yeah, there's yeah. no right time. Just figure it the fuck out. Just yeah. get on with it. Yeah. And the sooner you put yourself in the lion's den, the the quicker you'll make those those failures and the quicker you can get past those to get on the way to the path to success, right. I, I think. So I think, I think my advice would be similar to yours. If you can't fight through the fear... Yeah. To do it. Like if you have to, like whatever it is, it's just your fear of something. You're facing your fear and you want to get through it. And like, I'm not like talking about like heights or any of that stuff, like, a, you know, arachnophobia, those things. I'm talking about like fear of like making a decision in your life or sure. taking a risk. If that's the fear, because that's what I think, that's what I imagine she's speaking of. I don't think she's like, how to go over my fear of spiders. If you can't get through it, the most important thing to do is like uh, first identify and try to dismantle it. Dismantle it. What are you afraid of? What, why? Like right. what's the outcome? Break it down as best you can. Talk to people that you trust, get their insight, talk about it. Yeah. Talk about it. Don't try to just think, you know, the more you talk about something, the more you can work it out. That's yeah. always a big thing for me. If you can't ultimately do it, you have to be okay with that. Right. Because then you'll get regret. And if you right, get right, regret right. on top of the fear, like you've completely dismantled yourself in a mental, in a, you're giving yourself a mental state that's just, it's craziness. Like you can get through it. Now you regret that you couldn't get through it. Be okay with it. You can't get through it if you can't get through it. Right, right, right. You can't face the fear and you can't fight through it and you can't, you have to be okay with it and be like, okay, at least I tried and did everything I could to try to get through this fear. I just can't do it. Then be okay with it. Right, right, right. Yeah. But uh, I agree with you. I think to have regret is almost more painful than the fear itself. Right. So, uh, and also just, just fuck it. Just do it. Just do it. Just Just get get out and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you got to give it a shot because you know what? You're going to be dead. You're going to be gonna dead. Die. We're all going to die. You're going to yeah. be dead. So, you know, when ultimately, like, people are like, oh, life doesn't matter. It doesn't. Like, that's also a good thing. Right? People are like, it doesn't matter. It's all futile. We're going to die anyway. Yeah. You are going to die anyway. So might as well give it a fucking go. I I, I agree. Right? I, I, I think, I don't know. I, 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 you hear that so often, right? Yep. It's like, well, we're going to die. It doesn't matter. You know, we're all just, I, I remember watching this thing, Jim Carrey. We're just a speck in the universe. None of this fucking matters. It's easy to say that when you have $100 million in the bank, Jim. Yeah. yeah. Of course, none of the shit. Yeah. But I do think that while you're here, why not push things to the max and, and put your best foot forward and do the best of your abilities in everything you do so that you don't have, again, mm-hmm. that regret? I think 
that sentence, right, with yeah. perspective is completely different. We're all going to die. It doesn't matter. Or we're all going to die. It don't matter. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like if you're coming at it from the angle of, oh, we're all going to die. It doesn't matter. Oh, I might as well be defeated in life. Yeah. Or, hey, I might as well try to give this the best shot that I can because we're all going to die. It doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. Like it's just all about perspective. Right. So just try to figure out that fear and get through it. It's so funny because I there there were times like when I was younger, I, I was like, um, if I sat here and thought of all the reasons why I shouldn't go up tonight. It, I'd make a very valid case. <laughs> you, know, it's like, you can talk yourself yeah, out of anything. You can absolutely talk yourself out of it. But every time, it, like, you know, when I was younger and I was going around the city and making the rounds and stuff, yeah. there wasn't a night that went by that I didn't think, well, okay, I fucking pancaked on that stage tonight. Yeah. That was a horrible set. But I still garnered uh, experience from it, mm -hmm. and I learned from it. And so I was always glad to have had... I, I, I think, like... I don't know. I, I think I, I. I think you're just a better person from. From disseminating your failures, yep. than you are from the successes. I, I think 100%. more about. I think more about my failures ever than I ever do about. That was great. Yep. I, I did, it was just like okay. That was it was great. it was a great excuse to go out that night. I, that, that's it. But I would. I will 100% be on the page of it's better to pancake in a failure than to waffle in indecision. Oh yeah. And yep. that is a breakfast pun that works as also advice. And that's what you get here on Two Cool Moms. Because it's great. It's a great quote that I thought of, and I think it's, I think it's very good. <laughs> and I want to make a T-shirt and wear it. We, I was just going to say, we now have merch. <laughs> merch is available. And you got to put the one line on the front yep. and the other on the, on the back. Yeah. And then under the second line, it goes, now I'm hungry. <laughs> There you go. I'm hungry or for life. Sausage. Yeah. <laughs> so get some bacon. Uh, yeah. No, I think that's I, I think that's valid advice. I think you really just got to fight through it, and you know, I, I just go, just go, man, just go. Yeah. It's so funny. I, you know, not to get too personal, and I mean, this is so far removed, but I have a friend that's in a horrible relationship. Mm -hmm. Okay. He doesn't listen to this, so I'm, I'm fine. Okay. In a bad relationship, and every time I talk to him, just you know. Oh, it's this, it's this, it's this. There's elements tying him to the relationship, right? But I'm just sitting there going, you're just fucking scared. You're just scared. Get the hell out of the relationship. Because yeah, yeah. you're not happy, she's not happy, and ultimately, no matter who you're with, whether it's great, whether it's bad, I think anybody that truly cares and loves you will want you to be happy. And I think, ultimately, that's what anybody should want for themselves, too. If you're happy then I think whoever you're with yeah. will see that and want to support that and give you tailwinds to that happiness. But, uh, you know, whenever, just I'm talking to this friend, and this question comes up just about fear. It's like, yeah. get on with it. God damn it. Like, be happy within yourself. And I, I guarantee you, if you're not happy, that person can't be happy. Right. So why are you guys doing this? It's crazy. You guys could be a short stack together, pancake of failures, or you could be waffling decision. decisions. Yeah. What, what what do you want for breakfast? <laughs> well, I think we really did it there today. There we go, guys. Well, thanks so much for listening to Two Cool Moms. We appreciate you. Uh, watch Steve Burns' special on Amazon Prime. It's yeah. called The Last Late Night with Steve Byrne. Yes. Uh, it's phenomenal. I'm very proud of you, and I love you. Proud of you. I love you, and thank you for directing it. Yeah. And I'll be at the Brea Improv. Houston Improv and New Year's Eve weekend at the Milwaukee Improv. We're what? Gonna in the New Year. And then I haven't 
really announced it yet, but but we're I'll be doing my residency in Las Vegas at the Jimmy Kimmel Club, January through July, um, and I know we'll have some things oh, going for on. Oh, sure, we'll, I'll we'll, pop we'll by. Yeah, and and we'll get a uh, yeah. You point get him to uh, eat some chips on stage. Eat some yeah. chips on stage, as yeah. I can watch him and just see. Yeah, I can just seethe. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to listen to him eat waffles. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Here you go. These two cool mommies love you, so show us some love. Please rate us, review us, follow us on all social media, and subscribe to our YouTube.